Hello, you little bastards. You've made it just in time for the vocal minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome to the show. You'll soon realize that Nick is very decent and just about as sweet as cherry pie. He's one of few that has never done anything wrong. There's a big part of me that likes to help elderly people across the street. Only I take them about halfway. <laughs> okay, and then I just leave them there. I find I'm still doing more than the average person, so it is what it is. Steve is a guy that's exceptional. Exceptionally horny. You definitely wouldn't want to have him around your mom if she's hot. But you will want him at every party. Who brings their mom to a party anyway? He's about as loyal as one person can be, and he loves his female fans. Oh, I do. I got a fan under the desk. I got a big one over here off to the side blowing me off the camera. Steve Harness! How do I even begin to tell you about Brewski? His mind is a vault of semi-useless information. Useless until you need it. It's at that very moment that his oddly overgrown brain will seduce you like Fabio in low-calorie butter. It's time for another Brewski. This one is a crazy Brewski. You're right, dude. We get it. Someone get me some Cheetos! Can we please move on, dude? You're right, okay? Let's get the podcast going, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. There's all kinds of elderly people roaming the middle of the streets in my neighborhood. Welcome to the program. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. I'm just saying, dude. I've been doing a lot of that lately. That's good. That's how you always know you're home. That's right. <laughs> Wandering old people. That's some, it looks like a nursing home out on my streets. Uh, welcome to the program. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, a la Brewski. Welcome to the show. And we welcome you. Uh, find the website, thevocalminority.net. There's stuff there. And uh, go find our socials. Even more fun. Let's get a uh, mood check today. Uh, one out of ten, Brewski, where are you falling? Uh, ten being a fantastic mood, number one being uh, just a crappy mood. Probably about a seven. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. No, right. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm getting up a, a little bit, you know. I'm good. You know, kind of down most of the day, but uh, this is this gets you excited coming to do the show. So. No, all right. I love to hear that, dude. Uh, and I'm glad you're feeling good. Uh, Steven, we're, uh, 1 to 10. 10 being uh, the best. I'm not very good at math, so I'm not going to assign any <laughs> numbers. No numbers. Number two. Yes. It, it does feel a little number two-ish today, actually. Uh, yes. But uh, it's inching up. Further we yeah. get into the show. So Here we go. Very good. There all are right. moments in life you just want to live in, right? Yeah. yeah. Top of a mountain, doing a podcast, whatever it is. Hopefully it works that way. Drink yeah. it in. Uh, Steve met some hooker uh, yesterday on top of a mountain at Genoa Peak. Uh, yeah. He was out brapping it up, riding his bike, getting some uh, you know uh, gasoline therapy in, and uh, he met a hooker out there. Really? And, yeah, yeah. A real-life prostitute that was huh. also doubled as a photographer. Uh, they didn't take pictures of everything that happened, but listen, Steve, I love your picture that you took yesterday and, uh, yeah, oh yeah, well, the, yeah, the, uh, there was a mom, a grandma took his picture. This is not a bear to be poking, but not any sex. As long as you're having fun, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm not trying to poke anything. I'm saying that this picture, I you am, may not be. Uh, you, yeah, uh, I am <laughs> submitting this picture because I've showed it to three or four different people now, and uh, they didn't believe it was you. They thought it was magazine cover. Oh, that's good. 
I'm submitting. What does a hooker have to do with this? What does a hooker have to do? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, the hooker had to do. She took the picture, dude. Well, <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was not a hooker. I made a joke. All right. Hook, I mean, it all depends on how much money you got. When, I mean, as far as what she needs to do, right? Uh, Nick's making a joke that only one person will get, and they won't find it funny at all. <laughs> so, who gets yes, it? Like I said I was up on a freaking mountaintop yesterday, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was up on this iconic peak in Lake Tahoe, and there was a family up there having a little party. Okay, I get up there. I'm leaving them alone, minding my own business. I sit next to my bike on a rock, and I'm pondering life looking out at the lake. This nice lady, ugly, ugly, <laughs> bad body odor lady comes over. Got to get that in. And says, like, I'm sorry, but like the way you're sitting, like the view from behind you next to your bike, like this is like iconic. Like, can I borrow your phone and take a picture of you? You're going to want to have it. You're going to want to frame this picture. I promise you. So the lady took the picture. It turned out very, very nicely. It is iconic. It's a, it's a cool picture of me sitting up on a mountaintop looking mildly depressed. (laughs) I didn't think you looked depressed. I thought it was just pensive and uh, Mm. great. I mean, it was a great shot. I'm not lying to you when I say that people didn't believe it was you. Uh, I passed it along and they were like, that's not. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, he was up riding yesterday, got this picture. And uh, so I'm submitting it, dude. And I think we should also put it on our website. Well, I have a question. How how can you say that Steve looked pensive if the photograph was taken from behind? Uh, kind of a Nick stares uh, at me from behind a lot. So well, first of all, let me let me tell you that there's one shot of you know where he's looking off yonder at like a you know a captain would. Uh-huh. You were the only one that saw those though. Captain, oh, my man. captain. Yeah, I thought they one picture I posted. She took Uh-oh. a few. I picked one. I okay. sent you the original. You're behind the scenes. So then the other one, though, that I'm talking about where you look pensive, it's almost from the side, and I can just kind of see that you're, you know, thinking a little bit. Right. Okay. So was was this photograph, remember in, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the 80s, they had that thing where you would go and get your picture taken at like Sears or something, and they'd get that that smile picture, and it was dark. But then, like off in the distance, there was that one picture of you looking off to the left or the right, like looking all serious. This is not uh, my high school picture. No, <laughs> uh, it was not. Brother. Yeah, not Olin Mills. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, it, it was not cheesy like that. This is a good okay. picture. Right. The joke that Nick is making is my immediate thought was, when I post this, my girlfriend's going to say, well, that's a great picture. Who took it? Oh, really? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, okay, I bet any moron will eventually realize somebody took the picture. So I thought I'd just get ahead of the curve. Nick thinks I'm being paranoid. That (laughs) I I just, when I posted it, I explained that some other nice people took this picture. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't look like, well, who are you out riding with? It was up on the mountaintop. Oh, my God. Can of worms. Really? So what does Nick immediately do? Well, I <laughs> just mentioned it, dude. I didn't want to open a can of worms. I just, <laughs> just uh, mentioned it. Listen, I just wanted to be clear, okay? This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Yeah. This just in. Steve Single. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. Uh, is she a hooker if you don't pay her, though? I mean, really? No. Aren't all women hookers? You're paying for it one way or the other, aren't they? I mean, come on. We're all hookers. No one does anything for free, dude. Right? 
Now look at me opening cans of worms. All right. Yeah. Uh, need to know news. News you need to know. I, I've got uh, I've got a new little thing here called Things That Steve Learned This Week. Oh, I like that. Into, oh. oh, good. I'm going to break it into two segments for you gentlemen, okay? okay. Please do. Um, do you want to hear about science or sex first? Science? Whichever one. Science! Science. That's an interesting choice. Okay, cool. Did you gentlemen know that time travel is real? Uh, no. Things Steve learned this week. Time travel is real. Let me explain slightly. You can only travel to the future, unfortunately. It's oh, I think I... I think I may know. Time I may know how, dude. I think I already know. You how just, do you think? <laughs> uh, well, I could. Uh, Have you been seeing I, this thing on Facebook too? Because this is where it all starts from. No, I didn't. But oh, this well, is what, my what's thought. Your theory, there, Marty. Okay, I'm gonna get on a plane mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fly to London. Uh, I am now in the future. Okay. How rudimentary. No, I'm talking about actual time travel, not time zones. So we're not talking about like a time deja. Travel. A deja vu thing where you have a dream and like a couple days later you're like wait a minute i've been in this moment have you people seen back to the future do you know when he goes to the future yeah yes that's what i'm talking about all right well give okay. it to us Mr. you don't get to go back by the way. you can only travel to the future there's no no coming back to the from the future but you can travel to the future <laughs> okay. i hope it's good Oh, it's good, and it's real. So I've been seeing this thing on Facebook, and the first couple of times I read it, I, I, I don't know, I sort of giggled and laughed it off, but I keep seeing it. So I decided to do a little research and find out, well, hold it, is this real? It always has a picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know if he's got anything to do with this or not, but this one Physics. thing. Yeah, sure, it is. Uh, and I do believe he has stated this before, so I don't know if this is an exact quote or not, but it says, if you leave Earth at age 15 in a spaceship at the speed of light and were to spend five years in space traveling at the speed of light when you get back to earth it will be 20 years uh, older so you'll only be 15 anyone else who is your age would be 65. this is a phenomenon known as time dilation in physics and i looked it up i looked it up time dilation is a real thing so how is that not time travel i can enter a device spend x amount of time in the device and when i come out five times the the time has has surpassed i can spend five years in the spaceship and come out 20 years later that's time travel no i mean it's the same thing i was talking about basically it's, it's just not a different changing time, time zone. zones you're still <laughs> you leave at age five okay when you okay. come back you're going to be 15 years old you've aged 10 years that doesn't happen when you fly to england listen it's and everyone movie. else I will be 65. You'll only be 15. I'm telling you this. Muy rapido. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is me. Listen, Wait, go me ahead. going to London. It's only five hours. You're going to be spending so much time away <laughs> that, of course, when you come back, we're all going to be older. Uh-huh. It's just a difference of length of time zone. What so are you talking about so this, this whole this whole speed of light thing. I mean. How are we? How are we going to find Han and Chewie to take us going the speed of light? Uh, well, now see that is a problem. This is a, a theoretical thing. However, they say you can oh. actually do this here on Earth. It is real. So I'm reading an article from Forbes. Okay, credible magazine, right? 
Right. Yes. There's such a thing as a magazine anymore. Uh, and it's talking about this. Time dilation is real, and anyone who uses a GPS or a My Location option on Google Maps, for example, is making direct use of the fact that time dilation is real. Uh, the principle is this. The deeper you find yourself in a strong gravitational field, the slower your clock will run relative to someone who is not as strong uh, in as strong of a gravitational field. This can be translated into meaning the closer you are to something large, the slower your clock will run. However, it also means that if your two clocks are the same distance from two objects, one which has a much stronger gravitational pull than the other, say a planet, uh, uh, the clock around the more massive object will run slower, even though both clocks are the same distance away. They're saying that you can do this on a, mag uh, on a microscopic thing about just traveling the Earth, that if you do it at a rapid enough speed, that split-seconds differences will amount. But if you can do it in space, interstellar travel, that it, it, it amplifies it exponentially. So again, if you spend five years traveling at the speed of light, you'll only age those five years. Everyone else will age 20-plus years. Again, mm -hmm. you enter the machine at one point in time. When you come out, more time has passed than what you spent in that machine. That's time travel. You come out into the future. Mooey and not just the future that passed while you're sitting there, the five years. 20 years has gone by. That's time travel. Well, how long are you going to be in the bathroom when you get out of that machine after all that time? It's a luxury vehicle you're out there traveling. At this <laughs> okay. But this is a fun little mean yeah, thing, yeah. but it's yeah. real. You, you can time travel. This forward. is, uh, this is uh, uh, science fiction at this no, point because no. you can't do it yeah i mean it's not possible i just told you how it's possible to do here on planet earth but it's fractions of seconds so the principle is real it's theoretical physics but they have proven it on the microscopic that it does work so that if you take it to the next level intergalactic travel sure. years will have passed will you spend minutes time mm -hmm. travel time travel is real I don't know if I buy it, dude, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I, it. well, it's listen, science. It's, it's real. <laughs> I, science. I, I, I hate to be the person to say if somebody said something, then it has to be true. But if someone like <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson tells me something, oh. mm -hmm. especially something like this here, I'm going to lean more towards on his side of things without completely buying it. But, I, but I'm at least be like, you know, if he's telling me this, maybe it's there's some truth to it, you know? Right. Now, Maybe again, you can't some actually do what I'm saying right now. We can't travel at the speed of light, so you can't actually go travel 20 years in five years. But the theoretic physics exist. And think of where that could extrapolate to. Like, where could they take this? Well, it means the time travel is plausible. Someone could invent a time machine at some point. Yeah, but we're most likely going to be dead when that happens. So Maybe. And again, only to the future. You can't travel the past. Past has already happened. Now I'm getting into some other movies, but you can't change the past. The past has already happened. If you travel to the past, that becomes the present. Oh, now I'm going to mind. Well, the truth of the matter is, is the present is called a present because today is a gift. And <laughs> I'm taking it back then. Did you say the receipt? For me? <laughs> all right. Well, dude, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is all done without a flux capacitor at this point. Right. We will keep you updated when we find out more. But as of now, if you have the capacity and the money, you could time travel like milliseconds. Yes. And do you know why time travel to the past is impossible? We already know it's impossible. Do you know why? Because it's already happened. No one's done it. 
If time travel exists, someone come back to the to the present. No one's done it because you can't do it. The past has already happened. The future has not, though. And that's why you can travel to it. Uh, so, but you can go to the future and then come back to present day. No, you can travel to the future and stay in the future. Because oh. your past no longer exists because you, too, were already experiencing it. No, you when you if you do what I'm saying in this little theoretical physics thing, if you traveled 20 years into the future, it only took you five to get there, but you traveled 20, you're now caught up. You're into the 20 years. You don't get to go backwards. You yeah. can do it again and travel 20 more years in the future. But once you're there, you're there. This is an well, honest question. This is why Back to the Future is flawed. You can't go to the past. You can only go to the future. And if you were to somehow travel to the past, like they do in the Marvel movie, uh, the past then becomes the present. You're in the moment. It's part of the current timeline now. So what, this, what if this is a paralleled universe, dude? We haven't even thought about that. And we, didn't we create time? I mean, all this time, five years, 15 is actually 15. Didn't we create time? Isn't it just an, a, an imagination? No, we didn't. We, we quantified it. We didn't invent it. We learned to measure it. But time exists, whether you're uh, willing or able or not. It's going to keep clicking forward. It's going to keep happening. Exactly. Yeah. But we quantified it into seconds and minutes and hours and all that. But, but yeah, this is a, a mind blowing thing. All right. No, well, I'm still digesting it. <laughs> I'm getting diarrhea, but I'm digesting it. All right. Now, I'm done. I, that's all I got for no, you. I get to know about sex. You said this was a two part thing. I oh, I was going to do it later. Sex. Oh, do you want I me to it- just do both of mine right now? No, I thought this was a two-part thing. I thought that's what you said. I said I was breaking it into two parts. Oh, okay. Oh, was the first part. All right. All right. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, uh, a lot of people. I'm teasing the audience, okay? Okay, I get it, dude. You're a tease. You've always been a tease. I, I, Steve has told me for years, uh, you want some hot yogurt on your back, and it's never happened. Stop teasing me with that. I know. I know. I'm going to keep with the space theme for a moment, boys. Evidence uh, is something that we all need to believe something, and sometimes we need to see that evidence. We need to feel it. We need to touch it, which is why thus far I don't believe in time travel. Evidence is now possibly proving that one of the most impactful events in history was a lie. Uh, are you a conspiracy theorist about anything in life, Bruski? A little bit here and there. Uh, do you dabble in uh, 9-11, uh, Sandy Hook, stuff like that, or is it bigger things that... No, make- no nothing. Nothing, nothing's like Sandy Hook. No, not at all. That, that you know... Um, tragedy stuff you don't but, the, but the, there there are i think unanswered questions about 911 but okay. uh, but the, i don't really get into conspiracy theories so much no hmm. steven i will uh, refer to a comedian i recently saw talking about this and i wish i could tell you his name sorry but um he basically said that if you believe in all conspiracy theories you're crazy but if you don't believe in any conspiracy theories you're naive Uh So, are there some that are real? Absolutely. Are all of them? Of course not. Do you have anything in particular that you put your uh, energy into at all? Thought and energy into? Uh, That love is real. That's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is true. I'm still trying to figure that one out. 
Yeah, Hollywood keeps trying to convince me, but uh, reality yeah. pushes back on that. So, well, no, I don't know. I used to, I used to have a lot of questions about the moon landing, uh, but then I, I'll tell you, MythBusters did a great episode, and well, everything that I ever saw that I was like, well, what about that thing? They discredited it so thoroughly that I couldn't help but go, like, yeah, okay, we landed yeah. on. The- you know who did a fantastic uh, response to that? It was um, Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, Adam, yeah. Con- Adam Conover actually had, did a segment on that, and he said, and he had an expert that said that Hollywood would have had to have had lasers that weren't invented yet and had millions of them aimed at a soundstage uh, to uh, fake the moon landing. But because of the way you saw the light and from the sun uh, on the moon, that, that that's how you can tell that they actually were there. Right. And that was and, one of the theories. Like, why wow, does a shadow go the one way or the other? Like, it actually makes sense because the moon surface is reflective of the sun. Yeah. It, how exactly. did they uh, how did they get around? Uh, the one that I always hear is like uh, the flag is blowing in the wind. There's no wind. How did they get around that on the uh, show you watched? Uh, I don't remember the exact answer, but they did address it. And it's not its not that the flag is blowing. It's that it looks like it's blowing. Right. Yeah, like like the- it's not flopping in the breeze. It just looks like it has ripples in it. And zero gravity would still allow it to have, you know, ripples in it. It wouldn't be a But how is it staying of- up? How, how come it's not? Um, how, how come it's? How come it? Zero gravity. It's posted in the ground. Yeah, right. it's, it's jammed in the ground. All right. Is it, why is it so not, not floating straight up? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. yeah watch like- posters. Yeah, I'll well, have to check it out. Well, this is a new this is a new one that just came out, and it is about the moon. Uh, what if Neil Armstrong's famed moon landing in '69 was a lie? Well, a lot of people believe that it was a hoax, and I'm not saying that it is, but a lot of people believe that. Sure, uh, people have noticed that Neil Armstrong's space boot do not match the footprints that are oh. actually on the moon. This okay. is a new thing. This is a new thing. Okay. Are we bringing this to the audience and tell them to ignore this or that there's actually something here we're talking about? You have to listen to the story, dude. Uh, To date, Neil Armstrong's iconic moon landing outfit is one of the most attractive treasures housed in the Smithsonian uh, Museum. Except the the conspiracy theories, they screwed it up and put the wrong print on the moon. (laughs) The outfit stands tall among uh, a multitude of aviation and space artifacts in the Washington, D.C. Museum. Uh, the boots, the whole outfit is there. And according to a National Air and Space Museum, Armstrong's spacesuit is a key part of this whole display. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say a spacesuit, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So you remember when as a kid, we wore moon boots in the snow? Sure. Remember, uh, you remember yeah. moon boots. Uh, that's kind of what the boots look like uh, in this display. Well, the picture of the moon has footprints that have like a waffle-like tread in them on the in on the moon surface. Okay, if you go to the Smithsonian and you see these boots, they're absolutely one hundred percent flat, almost like the bottoms of like house slippers on the bottom. They have no traction or anything like that. And which, you know, that's crazy. There's no way they could have made the imprint that is on the moon. So people are up in arms. They're saying we find idiots. (laughs) We finally solved this, that there is something fishy going on. They took it to the officials. 
And this is what they said. And now you can decide whether or not they're idiots or if this has to be any uh, merit to being a conspiracy. Uh, Neil Armstrong said one thing that's missing from the display in the Smithsonian are, you know what rubbers are? Yeah. Galoshes. You, you uh, put them over. You put them over your shoes. So if you have dress shoes when and you're going out there in the winter, then your dress shoes don't get all slushy and or salt on them when you when you live in climates like the Northeast and that sort of thing. Tremendous. Don't think anyone actually uses those anymore. But yes, those that is what they are. My dad used to wear those. Does anyone wear those anymore? Sure. Yeah. You, uh, really? Protecting a, a nice pair of uh, shoes, you got to wear them. You know. If you, That's if you, why I don't have nice pair of shoes. If they don't make them for converse steve <laughs> i i've seen them uh, when i worked in post office square in boston which is the financial district and there are a lot of dudes who have their nice shoes on and they, they wear them over their nice shoes yeah so okay. basically neil armstrong said i was also wearing galoshes on the moon <laughs> but they weren't your typical galosha these were for traction uh they were almost like a uh yeah, uh, you know, uh, you, you strap on a little uh, sole on the bottom of your shoe that has spikes in it when you're aerating a lawn. Something well, around here, a lot of guy. people put on chains on the bottom of their boots in the winter because you That's need right. a chain, a little extra traction in the in the snow and wetness and all that. Wait a minute, for, for boots or tires? No, uh, I mean tires too, but boots. Yeah, they actually really? make them for your boots as well. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anybody here during the winter putting chains on on their boots. Because you get an inch of snow. We get feet of snow. <laughs> no, I don't get just an inch of snow. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You guy, what's the biggest storm you've had in Boston in the last 20 years? Well, the biggest storm well, I've actually, ever had. Actually, never mind. What's your average snowstorm in Boston? Uh, Two I'd, to three I'd inches, six to eight inches? I mean. I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. My point is, it, it, like when I grew up in Michigan, most average snowstorms are a few inches, and that you know messes everything up. But we got multiple feet around here. And, yeah, I was actually talking about this on the radio years ago about how my then-wife slipped and fell. And a listener called in and was like, she needs the change for her boots. And I was like, ha, 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 that's what they do for snow tires. And she was like, no, it's a real product. And it is. It's a real I've product. I've got a pair of them. Uh, I got a pair of them that I have. Uh, I got them, I think, at an event that I was skiing at. You know, after you take yeah. your boots off, you're walking to the parking lot. You can throw them on your yeah. Your shoes. It's meant for lots of snow, not just a couple of ice inches or something, right? Yeah, but it's a real thing. It's my point. At so. any rate, he uh, Neil Armstrong threw on something like that for the moon, and they're not located in the display at the Smithsonian. And he went and told people that, like that explains it. But now people are saying, like, why wouldn't the whole suit? Why wouldn't everything oh, God, he wore please. be in there? Just shut up! <laughs> you can never give it up, dude. There's these are the people that I'm talking about. I met some of them in Nebraska, dude. Uh, I was gonna say this is like talking to Trump supporters. Like, there's no amount of facts that's going to break through this bubble i mean right. how silly would that have been if that's the one thing we caught nasa on you put the wrong fake boot prints on the moon like, yeah well, george you didn't admit, check that we used the right boots damn it they can't admit that they're wrong that's that's the problem right. yes you well, it's well, time to right. fire so, their continuity person so yeah another uh it's been debunked we're good so, need to know news as far as when uh, the idiot at the uh, water cooler tells you this has now been discovered, you can debunk them on the spot. Yeah, you can exactly. uh, debate your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Be ready for it, all right? This is need to know news. News you need to know. 
it's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Bruce okay, Kennedy. gentlemen. Uh, I know. I know both of you are not big sports fans, but I think I, that you. That's you've both, fair. What does that mean? How dare you? I think you, you've all made it pretty clear that you that you're not. So I, wait, wait, uh, I don't know. I take a, some uh, objection to that. We're not big sports fans. I'm not a sports nut. But no, but when we talk about the Super Bowl, you want instead of letting me talk about the game, you wanted to spend more time on like the commercials and stuff like that. Because that's the show we're doing. We're not doing a sports talk show. That's the podcast anyway. over. Like, if we want so to just focus it, on the game, then. And well, we talk I'm, about Major League Baseball changing rules, but I'm a football fan. I'm a Supercross fan. I'm a skiing fan. Uh, you know, I like sports. Are you, a, are you a proponent of the 12 or the 13 personnel? I'm, no. I, I, like I said, I'm not a sports nut. I'm a sports okay, fan, anyway. though. That, that you'll, you'll You're like, getting you'll into, like, like, you know, the, the higher echelon and debating <laughs> rules and all that stuff. Okay, so here's here's a fun story for you guys. Do we uh, all know about about Bills Mafia? The Bills Mafia. I have a, a member here in my uh, community that talks about it a lot. Okay, so Bills Mafia. That's what they call the the fans out in Buffalo, and they're known for really kind of getting after it and partying hard when it comes to. Um, tailgating and and that sort of thing there sure they live in buffalo i'd imagine they'd have to party hard exactly and we've all we've all you guys have been to parties where people kind of maybe overdid it a little bit sure yeah if it's a good party yeah okay so tell me what you think about this a man was charged after he allegedly jumped a fence while under the influence of multiple drugs and alcohol and fell into a pit at the new bill stadium on sunday police report responded to the area just before 12 20 p.m. after Erie Community College security personnel flagged them down. A naked man covered in feces allegedly jumped a 10-foot tall fence and fell into a pit in the construction site when police approached him. The 29-year-old man mentioned to police that he was under the influence of a combination of alcohol, LSD, cocaine, and marijuana at the time. Wow. Hmm. That sounds like a party. That's quite a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And this is all at uh, just after noon. Yes, this is after. This is the game. At the game starts at one o'clock. This guy's out doing that partying hard in, in the tailgate area. Wow, is he covered in his own feces. Where the feces come from? <laughs> I would imagine. He is. I believe. I believe what what happened was he went into. Uh, uh, here it is. When when you're taking quote when you're taking LSD, cocaine, and marijuana, you're not going to read the signs. You're not going to read anything. End quote said Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. Here's a secondary quote. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside of it, covering yourself oh. with human excrement. Oh. You, you wouldn't be doing that. This is an isol- a very isolated issue. Oh, dude. He was in the brown zone, not the red zone. There's <laughs> yeah, a sports exactly. reference. You see, I get it. Well, there you go. He okay. thought he was in Cleveland. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'll tell wow. you, I used to have an outhouse that we, uh, when we went uh, dirt bike riding in northern Michigan, and I had like nightmares <laughs> of like, what if a serial killer was chasing me? And I had no choice but to get down into that, uh, you know, port of like. Uh, Oh, uh, so no. boy, that's what Would it you, takes to do it voluntarily: marijuana, LSD, and alcohol, and well, cocaine. And cocaine, good. I this is why I am all for pooping in the woods, dude. I have no interest in going into an outhouse unless I am able to hold my breath for the whole thing. So I'll <laughs> pee in an outhouse, but I I won't poop in an outhouse. I'll find a place outside to poop. This what goes way a- back in the Reynolds family. Jebediah Reynolds first reached <laughs> the original outhouse and said, no, nope, right. 
Mies thinks I will just poop in the woods. Thank you. Not yes. this box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is just so gross. Well, he had poop all over him. What a day, dude. And wasn't what, even a day. what a is lot. going on in NFL games this season? I mean, the, the, the league has said that the number of fights at games is, is either doubled or tripled from years past. Like, what the hell is going on? This country's well, the, pissed off, dude. Come on. Well, the, yeah. the, the problem that you have, like, there was a video from last year when the Patriots went to Vegas where some female Raider fan, big surprise, uh, was getting in the face of a, a Patriots fan screaming, don't you dare cheer against my team in my house and that sort of thing. And he's standing there just completely ignoring her. And she's like, finger in the face and, and everything and yeah. she's lucky that wasn't me because i would have knocked her ass out but you would have uh, yeah why not at that, at that point you're assaulting me i have every i have every right to defend myself did she touch him nick finger in the face like, he, like touching it yeah oh yeah like poking him in the face literally yeah yeah, listen, I mean, we we talked last episode about sometimes women getting punched in public feels uh, very karmic because they feel like they're bulletproof. But uh, I but, just saw but, another Karen video the other day that was hilarious to me. Like this woman, she was like 18 or 19 and she it was at some school setting and she was I mom- saw that too. Yeah, she was spouting off to this kid and she punched the kid in the face like this 15 or 16 year old kid. And the kid clocked this woman and she went down and started screaming. Ah, yeah, you punched me, you punched me. <laughs> And then she hits the kid back. The kid picks her up and body slams her on the asphalt. Like, stop hitting the kid. Yeah. And thinking you're immune because you're a woman. Like, no, I'm not advocating for any women, obviously, but sometimes they freaking ask for it, and then they get it, and then they're shocked by it. Yes. Yeah. 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 But but Steve is absolutely right. The fights are are up, and I'm surprised when it happens in certain other places, like San Francisco in particular. Because when I was growing up, the 49er fans were seen as the wine and cheese crowd. Right. <laughs> the Napa crowd, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. But these days, uh, uh, it, these days it's, um, it, it, there's, there's a, a lot of fights there. I'm yeah. curious if I'll see any fights this coming weekend. I'm going to the uh, Oregon Husky game. Ooh. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they may have, there may be some fights. And I'm going to tailgate beforehand, so... Yeah. Well, it's seriously, there's a record number going on. And you're probably right, Nick. I think it is an indication of where our society's at, that everyone's just boiling over and looking for a fight nowadays. Yeah. But um, there was a funny moment in the Niners game last night since you brought him up. And because I'm a football fan, I was watching the Niners (laughs) game. Um, There was a funny moment. The two announcers were talking about, and I can't remember what it was, who who the player was on the Niners, but his parents own a hot tub place in Arizona. Brock Purdy, he's he's the quarterback right now for the for the Niners. There you go. So his parents had put this funny sign on the hot tub store saying, you know, basically my son's playing with the Niners today. Call back on Monday or something. And and right. one of the announcers was like, "Who needs a hot tub in Arizona? Like it's so hot there all the time." And who, you buy. And the other announcer was like, "Hey, uh, I think we're trying to help his family out here. Uh, so maybe <laughs> go buy a hot tub." And, <laughs> and then they start going like, "Oh yeah, hey, uh, well it gets cool at night in Arizona, right? Maybe that." Uh, like, like you're trying to idiot. save it. What are you doing? <laughs> Let it go. Take your yeah. foot out of your mouth. This is a family business. Why would you disparage it on national TV? Who needs a hot tub? But <laughs> even in, even in Arizona, sometimes you want to get in a hot tub, especially sure. if you're with your lady and you're both you know a little naked and you know. 
And those well, people and it, are used to being hot all the time, too, by the way. So. Well, and you know what? It's, I mean, it's not the winters in Arizona aren't hot. They're warmer than the rest of the country, you know, but a nighttime hot tub? Come on. It was, it was so funny. So, yeah. I'll take a hot tub. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Come on. News, 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 news. Steve Harness. <laughs> Speaking of making good use out of hot tubs, so uh, chatting with my son this week, who's uh, now officially 14 years old, ah, and uh, wow. turning out to be quite a young dude. I'm, uh, I'm liking that kid. I think I'm going to keep him. Starting to <laughs> test the limits of adulthood. Testing? Right. Uh, he's pretty darn hip nowadays when it comes to music and guitars and dirt bikes and sports. He's really into football. He wants to try out for the team next year in high school, and he's becoming a big NFL fan and learning all the rules. And it's fun stuff. That uh, is cool. He, he is working on his list of slang that he thinks none of us will know because I told okay. him you guys were intrigued by that. So, and he wants to do man on the street forest stuff. Like he's he's really oh. getting intrigued by all this stuff. So it's cool. I like but, it. My my son educated me on something this weekend, and I'm wondering if you guys have heard of this or not. All right. Do you know what it means to have an upside-down pineapple hanging outside of your house? means you're a swinger, dude. Yeah, exactly. How do, you, how, do, how do you guys know this, and I don't? And more importantly, how does my 14-year-old know this? And common I, knowledge, this, dude. It's all over TikTok. I mean, it's really? common knowledge, yeah. Oh, see, I I knew about it from years ago when there was that story about the big STD outbreak at a lot of um, senior living communities because ah. they were having swinger parties, and that's and they would have the pineapple uh, brass one on the front door to let you know what what that. And you're in a swingers' house, yeah. But te- technically, the pineapple is supposed to symbolize hospitality. That's why so many hotels use it as part of their their logo way back in the day but right. these days it's a different kind of hospitality <laughs> yeah for sure yes things steve learned this week and coming from his 14 year old we were talking about his neighbors uh over at his mom's house yeah and, um he said something like you know these one neighbors they're they're just weird and rude and and they have an upside down pineapple on their front porch so what does that tell you <laughs> <laughs> like, and i'm just oh, like no. what does that tell me i don't know what that means and he's like dad it means they're swingers it means they'll have sex with anyone so what my 14 year old's telling you <laughs> i want a clean bed for this champion yes now no, the I- good news is my son should have uh have no indication that i'm a swinger because i had no idea what this so right yeah I, well that I, is good news he doesn't need to know you're swinging just even hearing my 14 they will have sex with anyone like uh killing me he's, he's not getting invited over to cut their lawn or anything is he <laughs> yeah, yeah no kidding be careful i mean technically it, be a swinger you got to bring someone it's not just you can't just stop by as a single dude right? it's um, interesting uh, if a single lady can yes but not oh, a, usually not a single dude oh you kidding me they'll take all the single ladies that show up that, that, that they can take come on what about fairness between the sexes why do women get that advantage the men don't <laughs> damn it Please. It is interesting Quality. to see that little boy growing up, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, uh, it's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I didn't know it was all over TikTok. I don't know what video <laughs> you're seeing. I don't ever see that. On there's there. a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of like, uh, I follow this one guy who pranks people and he's pretty good at it and funny. And uh, he walks around grocery stores, leaving pineapples in people's carts, putting them upside down in people's <laughs> carts. And then he tries to see who 
who catches on to it and is like, yeah, we're, we're down. Are you interested? I'm interested. And it catches people that are actually swingers in the grocery store. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of symbols. I'll tell you a funny story about my cousin once again in Omaha, Nebraska. Her and her husband moved into a really kind of upscale neighborhood. This was maybe 15 years ago. And they move in. And they're maybe there for three months or so. And my cousin realizes as she's driving through the neighborhood that certain houses have this huge red rock, painted red rock outside in their in their, you know, flower bed or whatever. Hmm. Okay. Uh, she mentions it to somebody in the neighborhood and she's like, uh, what is the deal with the red rock in certain people's yards? They all look the same. She says you don't know about red, the red rocks. She's like, no, she was like, uh, you, you live in a swinging neighborhood. This is a swinging neighborhood. Oh. And the people that have the red rocks outside are actively inviting new swingers. And, but everyone who lives in this neighborhood, this is a swinger neighborhood. Oh, the realtor forgot to point that out to me. When I walked out. <laughs> yes. Is so, there a Zillow for those sorts of neighborhoods only? <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I think it's got to be your realtor should say something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they lived there for a couple of years and moved out because well, it was a swinging neighborhood. Wow. And how does that work? Do you just knock on the door and sign up on a list? Do you just party down right there? Like. Oh, I think, I think uh, they have parties that yeah. like, come to, and it's you get like, on the guest list after you knock on the door. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There you mm. go. Wow. Have you been to a swinging party, Brewski? I know you've done some swinging. Yes, I have. To an actual party? Yes. And, and there's there's rules when you get there. I mean, of certain things you can and can't do. Well, just usual things like, you know, no is no, and... That that being respectful and and that sort of thing and yeah yeah well but good how, how does that unfold though do you have to tag in do you have to ask permission first do you want to well, you, swing like wow. no you can go and you talk you talk to people and you know you you can kind of tell whether somebody's interested in you and in, or not you know is a swinging party different than an orgy as in are people like having sex all over the place and you're just watching and or join in or do you take a swinging partner to a specific closed door area it depends so when you go with your partner your partner may split off from you it depends on who you know who you're with you may be together and then you kind of approach another couple together. That's usually how it works. Because yeah, I feel like a real tool if the, someone came and grabbed my woman. I'm just standing there. <laughs> what do I do now? That's well, every but, party I've ever gone to with my wife, by the way. <laughs> they come and grab her? They just No, she just abandons me at the party. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. yeah, well, I mean, just, it, just, it just all depends uh, on what kind of situation you have with your partner that, that you're going to the party with. Mm. Because yeah, I've, I've seen I've, some I've, documentaries on swinging, and they basically showed it as, you know, sometimes you go and, you know, you have 30 minutes of conversation with another couple, and the two of, or the four of you decide to swing. But there's other times where group sex, you know, is wanted and does happen, as yes. far as I've seen in documentaries, you know. Mm. Yes, it, and, and, and that, that does happen. And there'll be, there'll be times, though, where things are happening. And maybe another woman happens to come over and she wants to, to join in or have a few minutes with you. 
you know, um, it happens. Uh, but yeah, you got to ask or tag it. I can't just join in if I see someone going at it on the floor. No. If, I know the guy, no. But Don't again, say no a, like that. That's like a, that's so crazy. It no, is. This, I mean, you got to ask. Yeah, you, you have to. Have, you still got to have okay. consent. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna do this without being too explicit. And by the way, how much of a loser are you if someone's like, nah, nah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna pass on you. I'm I'm lay, I'm laying I'm sitting in a chair yeah. and at, at this party, and the woman that I was with was giving me oral. Okay. And then another woman happened to come over and say hi, and she knelt down on the other side of my legs and asked her, do you mind, my, the woman I was with? And she was like, no, not at all. And then she took over giving me oral. Wow. So she didn't ask you for consent. She asked your partner, do you mind if I okay, slip cause, in? Because think about this. What guy is going to say no to that? Like, I mean... It depends what she looks like. You know. I don't know. That, that doesn't matter, Nick. It, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Huh? Well, then why okay. do you no. even have to ask to start blowing dudes? No, because because she was kind of uh, mid-action, and then she kind of came up for a second, and mm. then she asked her, instead of just grabbing my my penis and starting to go to town. <laughs> it's like know? when you're dancing with somebody <laughs> and someone says, may I have this dance? You know, can I cut in? Can I cut in? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. But that's 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 just one example. But yeah, it just it does happen. Were there pineapples involved? What, are we in no. ancient times? We haven't digitized the swinger scene. We still have painted rocks and upside down pineapples displayed. It, it depends. It depends on where you live, though, too. And and not every not everybody wants to spend all their time online. Yeah, some people are purists. Like I still want to smoke flour. I don't want to vape all the time or eat edibles. I, I'm a purist. Why not just hang a sign then that says I'm a swinger, want to bang and knock on the door? No, because 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 then, you guys then, all knew this. I didn't know the pineapple thing, but you guys say it's commonplace. So but, what, but, what's the difference? Because then, then you're asked. You're really kind of inviting. A lot of a lot of trouble. Riffraff. You're you're inviting in the riffraff. No, the riffraff's going to know the pineapple thing too, though. Okay, not necessarily. How many how many crazy Christians that would hassle you about being a swinger know know about the pineapple? I don't know. Probably less one knew about it, but me and my son. So probably everyone knows. I mean, Steve. No, no, they 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 don't know. (laughs) I'm going to put a pineapple on like a nail, and I'm going to put it upright. But then, if I'm on a crazy day, I'll just swing it upside down before I leave for the day. See see who's waiting on my porch when I get home. (laughs) See see if you get any notes, dude. Get a get a brass pineapple and put it on there. You don't have to put a real one on there. I feel bad for the guy who's a fan of pineapples that just has a pineapple hanging on his porch and everyone keeps knocking on his door. Well, that guy's getting more tail than any of us. Why do you feel bad for him? Hospitality, Steve. It's hospitality. Right. All you can eat buffet. (laughs) Apparently so. so. (laughs) So there you go. Crosby and the pineapple. I'm going to write a book about it. I like it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special. Here is a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you all the humanity and all the things. The state which will live. In the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. News you need to know. That's right. This is only uh, news you need to know, and we're here to tell it to you. Welcome to the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Uh, this next story, uh, this is two parts in one. I will not be splitting this up into two stories, just for <laughs> clarification. <laughs> Hey, dude, uh, are you a fan of Dean Cain? Uh. (laughs) 
Is anyone a fan of Dean Kane? Like a fan of Dean well, Kane? I, I thought you were, dude. Didn't you watch uh, Somerville or Smallville? Or listen, Dean Kane was not in Smallville. First no, <laughs> she was on Lois, Lois and Clark. Right, and he was the worst of any Superman iteration in the history of, of Superman. And ever right. since then, what is he host game shows or something? That's why I say, who's a fan of Dean? I know who is. I didn't say you were. I asked, dude. I asked if you're a fan of Dean Cain. You said no. You don't have to kill me. I'm a leprechaun, okay? (laughs) Those don't exist is my point. He he did play uh, part of a rapist one time on uh, an episode of SVU. I remember, dude. I remember that episode, Brewski. That was a great episode. He played a very real rapist. I was like, you are a good actor? Maybe not. (laughs) Uh, this is just a quick thing for me to tell you that actor Dean Kane flees California. He's joined the list of douchebags uh-huh. who says, uh, I had to get out of the land of ridiculousness. Because I couldn't get work, so why was I still living in Southern California? There you go, yeah. dude. That was my thought. I was <laughs> like, you're out of work, dude. It's time to go live somewhere less expensive and try and, you know, conserve your cash. Is he conservative? Is that what he's putting yes. this on? Yes. Oh. Yep. Uh, Poor Superman. He's joining cool. Kevin Sorbo. Right. They should share a studio apartment then in Vegas. <laughs> Is that where he moved to? Everyone's going to Vegas for some reason. That Everyone's going to uh, uh, Texas and Vegas. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Dean Kane. Uh, I don't know if we wish you well, but maybe California will be better off without you. Yeah, no one noticed you've been here for a long time, so no yeah. one's going to notice you're gone. But I, 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 I sure of- didn't know. I think Bruski named his two biz- biggest roles: uh, yeah. guest appearance on SVU and you know, Lewis Smallville. The clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Smallville. Smallville was a great show. And by the way, years ago, Nick announced on our original radio show that I had been cast to take yeah, over the lead role in Smallville, and people believed it. It was so funny. <laughs> I was gone for like one episode for some reason. It was so funny. We had people calling for months being like, Steve, how's the role going on Smallville? Are your episodes <laughs> out? As if I look anything like Clark Kent. <laughs> You're looking more like him all the time with your glasses and everything else. That's about uh. it. I recently went to Comic-Con here in Lake Tahoe, and I had my Superman t-shirt on. It's just the big logo. And I had a button up like the one I'm wearing today, and I had my black glasses on. I was going to Smallville Clark Kent, and nobody, no one, no one picked up on it. I was really uh, disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been disappointed, too. Um, uh, let's switch gears a little, shall we? Uh, this is a little sadder story. Uh, we now talk about... Oh, superhero stuff, though. It's good. Yeah. Uh, we're now going to talk about Lou Ferrigno. Uh, it's over for the what? Incredible Hulk star and Did spouse. No, dude. Oh. Listen to the story. Uh, It's over for the Incredible Hulk star and spouse of 43 years as she files for divorce after Lou Ferrigno, man with little hearing and big muscles, uh, now has been diagnosed with dementia. Okay. Which sucks. She's She's leaving him now in his time of need. Really? She is alleging that he is now with dementia, controlling and abusive. So, uh, at least he won't know she left. I mean, that's a silver lining. 
Did I have a wife? I don't know. I must not have. I don't, I don't see her right here. I don't know that he has dementia that bad. Well, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know how bad he has dementia, but dementia is a real bitch, dude. Uh, yeah. it, it can not only we think when we think of dementia, a lot of people just think of, you know, uh, forgetting things like an Alzheimer's type thing. But changes the chemistry of your brain eats your brain and uh people can become violent and paranoid and all that other stuff i don't think this is time to leave Lou of course not oregano couldn't that happen with anything though like i got diagnosed with terminal cancer now i'm a, I'm a big grump like, yeah, i'm sure you would be like, <laughs> yes. i'm not gonna leave you for it after 43 years uh do you know her name carla uh, she hulk yeah, I, that's my point. Is, is we, uh, you didn't earn any money. I mean, Lou Ferrigno's been bringing it down for you. Yeah. Uh, now you're leaving. So uh, Carla is also fighting an attempt by Lou to establish a court-ordered conservatorship to control her affairs. All right. Uh, he still has enough wherewithal that he's trying to make some moves here and like, oh, you're leaving me. She said he's uh, practicing infidelity and uh, and abuse and he's practicing infidelity. <laughs> he's he's, practice he's getting better at it, you know. <laughs> but he's he's practicing infidelity. Couldn't find the hole the first time. I just couldn't pull it off. So, but okay. here's my I point, practice. dude. This is Lou freaking Farigno. All the money that's in that estate and you can't uh, get somebody to come and move in with you and keep an eye on Lou if he is becoming violent. You're just dropping him like a bad habit. Shame on you. I kind of wonder how much money he actually has at the stage. Where's where's his son, Lou Ferrigno Jr., in in all this? I don't know. I love Jr. I will tell you that Lou Ferrigno uh, was many seasons, played many seasons on uh, King of Queens. Uh, which he gets a lot of residual money for reruns and stuff like that. So I, I my point is, is he's not broke, dude. This is Lou he, Ferrigno. He's, he's currently in California. He's currently worth approximately twelve million dollars. There you go. That'll buy an aid for the rest of his life, don't you think? That's a lot I of would... green, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, if that's, I, I kind of wonder, is that the real reason or is she just blaming it on dementia? Like, boy, yeah. he's really moody now that he's got a brain disease. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to call somebody like the Incredible Hulk moody. Right. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Let's be a little little more kind here, Carla. I mean, going back to my original point of the show, I don't know the love is a real thing. (laughs) Way to prove it, Mrs. Ferrigno. (laughs) Yes. At the last minute. That's what they always say. Who does that bit? Oh, Chris Rock does that bit about like uh, uh, unconditional love doesn't belong in or to men it doesn't exist oh. for men right as soon as the money or something dries up that uh we don't we're not loved anymore yeah. this is a prime example his bit yep. is that women love children and pets unconditionally men there's all sorts of conditions on that love <laughs> yeah that's right so uh well i feel bad for lou but maybe he's better off a 71 you know i mean Right. Find someone who's 61 and end your life well before you forget it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're really mean with the dementia <laughs> stuff there, Stephen. I mean, come She's on. She's really mean. She's leaving oh, him wow. sick. Like, yeah. He could probably kill her and just pretend, you know, I don't have any recollection. <laughs> 
You so wouldn't he, believe it. There was a big green man who came through here and just beat the heck out of her and then broke through that wall. Accidentally left the purple pants on the floor, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, uh, it's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. VocalMinority.net online. All our socials are there. Yep. Please find it. Please share it. Spread it. Uh, like, I don't know, herpes. Go uh, Brewski, <laughs> do your thing. I'll be thing. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.